The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. Hi, I'm Mark Iskowitz, editor-at-large for MMNM, and welcome to this vodcast, the second in a series of vodcasts sponsored by Swoop, entitled Bridging the Gap to Success, Leveraging Data, and Maximizing ROI. here with my special guest, Kate Ludwig, who's VP of Advanced TV Partnerships for Swoop. Hey, Kate, how are you? I'm doing well. Excited to be back. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us again. On the first vodcast, which if you didn't get a chance to watch, uh, basically we talked about the importance of prioritizing privacy-safe audiences when pharma brands advertise in television and the benefits therein of using advanced targeting versus older methodologies. This time we're going to take it a step deeper and talk about some of the practical challenges of implementing this kind of approach and the benefits that one can expect and talk about some of the granular differences in how this targeting is accomplished. How about we start off talking about, you know, where pharma brands are with uh, TV uh, advertising and marketing? Yeah, so the current state of CTV and TV is very interesting and it's ever-changing. We are continuing to see, and we have seen in the past, this great consumption migration from, again, your traditional cable and satellite subscriptions and viewership to more of your streaming usage. And really coming out of COVID, that spiked, but that trend was already starting to happen. So, you know, fragmentation has just become such a conversation within this ecosystem. And as a data partner, our scope ends at bringing precise targeting to a campaign and and bringing that to an overall campaign strategy. But what I would really like to see solved for is the ecosystem coming together to figure out a way to uniquely maximize reach and campaign results against a target. How do we figure out a way to aggregate this fragmentation and make it easier for advertisers and manufacturers to purchase TV and CTV without feeling confused or unsure? Um, Because with each part of this ecosystem and with each part of this fragmentation comes a whole new set of challenges and learnings, right? What kind of inventory is being bought? Uh, What kind of capabilities are accessible? Um, What are the different types of definitions of inventory and TV within a specific partner? And that all adds to the confusion of the ecosystem with this consumption migration. Sure. As you mentioned, during COVID, there was a pop in HCP targeting digitally, you know, when people couldn't get in to see their doctor in person. Um, And uh, we know that that's continued you know, even until last year, 2022, we saw DTC media increase. Um, we also saw, you know, use of CTV um, by pharma brands uh, also increase. Um, and the landscape is becoming ever more fragmented, as you pointed out. Yeah. So it's really interesting because to your point, I think a lot of these drug reps lost that in-person accessibility to these physicians during COVID. They weren't able to get in the door. They weren't able to talk to, you know, these healthcare providers about their drugs. And that kind of the market at that time was sort of confused, right? Like, how do we move forward? This is uncharted territory. And that's where HCP targeting became really important for drug manufacturers. How can you get your message to a healthcare provider um, now that that in-person accessibility has ultimately been stripped? So 
while HCP targeting is is something that can be done in TV, one thing that's been a challenge is the scale. So what we've seen a lot of success with is combining healthcare provider targeting with D2C targeting. So how can we figure out a way to dedupe those two audiences, right? Get one unique audience and make sure that you're hitting both sides of the system. You're hitting the healthcare provider and you're also making sure that you're hitting the patient. And that's really one thing coming out of COVID that I think fundamentally changed how advertisers and manufacturers were approaching their strategy, especially within the TV space. Um, if you're a drug manufacturer, there's one audience intended for your message. So to get that message to your audience on that living room, right, experience through your TV is really important. And I think that's also a reason why TV has been so quick to adapt to pharma is you're watching it with your eyes. There's more engagement, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think is really important when people are considering their approach and especially when HCP targeting is a piece of that um, prioritization. Sure. And, you know, we saw video, which includes programmatic and CTV, increase on both the physician, HCP, and the consumer sides last year in our own survey work. And so there's an opportunity, like you said, to unite those two audiences, the, the professional and the consumer. Talk about the importance of doing that using the same audience um, across the, the divide there between consumer and professional. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's important for the physician to have just as much awareness um, and adherence as the consumer. So what we're seeing is that, you know, while that in-person accessibility is now opened up and that these manu uh, these drug reps can now get in the door and have these conversations and these dialogues with these HCPs, we're still seeing that HCP and D2C strategy maintained, right? So those results have proven to be very effective. We're seeing increased lift. We're seeing increased drug screening. We're seeing increased brand conversion. And that all ultimately ties into a greater strategy, right? Execute the same audience across multiple points of activation, but don't leave out the healthcare providers because it's just as important that they have that um, brand awareness as the consumer does. So not only is the you know patient advocating for their own healthcare journey, but you also have the other side of the puzzle where the healthcare provider can also have you know the latest and greatest as far as um, you know any kind of drug treatments or therapies that might effectively treat a condition. Sure. You know, we talk about HCPs, you know, there's a notion that HCPs are people too, and they need to be, you know, targeted sometimes in non-endemic uh, DTC media. What's the appropriate way to do that, though, when, say, a doctor is reading like a CNN or something or an ESPN? What kind of a message are you going to be targeting them with? Obviously, it's not like, you know, if a patient is searching, you know, or reading an article about, you know, a certain disease condition, it makes sense to contextually. How do you do it, you know, with a physician audience? So I think that it's really important to be mindful about, again, the audience that you're trying to reach. So if it's healthcare providers that you're trying to reach, perhaps your creative will be tailored to that audience. It's just something that we like to sort of, you know, educate our clients on is really leading with a targeting strategy and who you're looking to reach and making sure that that, um, that that approach and that prioritization is taken all the way through the campaign from the targeting to the creative to the measurement. 
So uh, touching on these issues, Kate, how does um, inconsistent measurements and lack of reliable third-party data validation disrupt the validation measurement of TV? So understanding how a campaign is going to be measured is one of the first questions that we ask whenever a client comes to us and is requesting a targeting solution. Um, it's not always about going for the qualified patient. I mean, that's certainly a big part of it, but that's not always the you know top priority. Are you looking to drive adherence? Are you looking to competitively conquest? Right. Those are all pieces of the measurement part that we need to consider when we're building the targeting strategy. Strategy. Again, if we understand what's looking to be measured, we can set the campaign up for success on the front end. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach. So whether it's creating the target to understanding the household match to understanding performance, we want to make sure that we can set up the campaign in a manner that can uniquely maximize results against any target. The currency standardization issues are not going away anytime soon, but we all share the responsibility in doing what we can to create custom, precise targeting, making sure that brands are activated uh, within brand safe content, and ultimately making sure that the end result of the campaign um, produces high script lift and conversion on the back end. So while, you know, Third-party verification may be different depending on the partner and the preferences. We need to be able to control what we can. And as a data partner, our scope really ends at that precise targeting line. But we certainly work with the agency partners to be collaborative and really provide, you know, white glove service surrounding the measurement and how that's conducted on the back end. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, validation metrics, but until they're standardized, the messages that you'll work with all the different parties. Yeah, we work with everyone for measurement. Our data can be measured no matter, you know, who the partner is, which is one of the beautiful things about, you know, being on the targeting side is we really are plugged in with everyone. So there really is no issues on our side from, um, you know, an attribution or even third party verification perspective. So let's just kind of to sum up for, for pharma brands. What should advertising buyers keep in mind, you know, in terms of targeting, reporting, measurement, and attribution when they're making purchase decisions so that they can be confident in making those decisions? Yeah. I think um, one thing that we're really proud of is taking that consultative and collaborative approach with our clients. So while our, our scope does end at creating kind of that precise targeting, um, we really like to make sure that our clients feel comfortable with coming to us and making sure that they feel like they're getting, you know, the full experience, right? from soup to nuts. So the biggest thing I would say is work with your swoop partner and make sure that you understand the overall brand objectives of your campaign. Are you looking to drive adherence? Are you looking to competitively conquest? Are you looking to drive script lift? If you're a pharma manufacturer, you probably are. Um, but again, making sure that you're really clear and concise on what your goals are. And then from that point, developing a targeting strategy around it. And that's really where we come in. How can we help you build a precise segment that allows you to maximize reach against your results? And then on the back end is attribution, right? So we work with every attribution partner, um, but also how can you set up your campaign for success? Is it a pixel? Is it sending exposure files? Um, and all of those are kind of things that need to be taken into consideration ahead of the campaign. Um, um, 
and you know we can help facilitate or guide a client through all of that. So, Kate, you talked about how pharma brands can set themselves up for success and how Soup helps them do that. Uh, talk about you know the difference between you know in, in certain terms of targeting between household level users and using identity uh, to target um, individuals. So. Traditionally, when you talk about addressable, for example, that's on the household level, um, meaning if we're both next door neighbors, Mark, and you are watching Monday Night Football and I'm also watching Monday Night Football, we cut to an ad, you may see a different message or ad than I would, depending on what target I do or do not fit within. What's great about pharma within this space is that typically if there is a patient or an individual within a household that suffers from a condition or illness, the whole family suffers from that condition or illness. So we've found this method to be incredibly effective as far as driving conversion and just getting a message out, educating patients, having them really be a part of their own healthcare journey. And I think that that's something that's really important to consider. However, we're seeing a lot of partners, especially within the TV space, build out identity graphs. And what that does is it really allows you to not hit the one to household, but one to one level. So we say one to one. And what we mean is one to household. But when we say one to one, as far as an identity graph is concerned, you quite literally mean hitting that specific individual. So you're really able to personalize your message to a patient or someone who may be suffering from a specific disease state. And that's where messaging and creative become really important. We talked a little bit before about how creative can be sometimes a challenge within the TV space, given the longer form creative sizes that are required. This is an opportunity to get really unique with the messaging to make sure that if you're speaking to a specific individual or patient, you have the platform to do it versus on the household level where it may just be more of a higher level message, right? Because you don't know who can see that ad on the other side of the screen. It may be a daughter, it may be a mother, it may not be who your message was intended for. But again, because oftentimes when there is an ailment, the whole family is a part of that. Mm -hmm. We've still proven the success of that messaging as far as a one to household. I think the one to one, the identity graph will be a whole nother, you know, layer and new part of the space that we'll continue to see, especially within TV as far as um, performance improvements. Sure. And just for those wondering, obviously with a household uh, level targeting, it's easier to imagine that that would be de-identified. But with the identity graph, can you just talk about how that is privacy safe as well? Yes. So it doesn't matter on our end whether a household or an identity graph is being used. We still build our segments in a way where no PHI or PII is ever in our hands. We never at any point know who an individual is or what condition they do or do not have. And our segments are always purely um, comprised of demographic data. There is never any healthcare data within our segments. So the matter of using an identity graph or a household graph is not something that would affect the de-identified nature of our segments. And within the TV space, the identity graph is still very new and people are still building it out. So currently we are matching to households and subscriber files. But again, there would be no impact to the identified, de-identified nature of our segments by using either strategy. 
Sure, sure. And so as, as holders of inventory offer this level of targeting, you know, using identity graphs, uh, it could still be done in, in a privacy-safe way. Is what you're, what you're Correct. Saying. Speaking of inventory, why is it so crucial for buyers to ask more questions about that inventory in order to make sure that they can be you know, confident in their ad buys? Well, especially within the TV space, TV can be defined as so many different things. You've got CTV, you've got linear TV, you've got addressable TV, you've got data-driven linear TV. And within that is all little, you know, sub-segments. So, for example, um, if your approach is to go direct or programmatic, well, that's two different avenues. If you're going programmatic, are you going to be looking at a private marketplace or are you going to be looking at programmatic guaranteed? If you're going direct, are you going to be doing household addressable? Are you going to be doing linear? Are you going to be doing data-driven linear? Um, some partners only offer VOD inventory. Are you okay with your ad only being served to people who are quite literally going on to view content on demand, right? So they wouldn't be watching linear, live linear television. Um, and these are all really important pieces for an advertiser and an agency to understand because ultimately, depending on what inventory you're choosing, it can greatly impact engagement and performance. So I think that those are all really important questions to ask just because, again, the space is fragmented and depending on which avenue you take, you know, the inventory could be different and challenged in its own ways. So really making sure that you're understanding the full scope of what you're buying is incredibly crucial. Sure. So that media plan could really result in some unaddressed white space. Um, if, if one is not careful. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, we're seeing cross screen come in a lot, right? So making sure that you're not just leveraging the set top box, for example, but also leveraging a streaming service as well. And by combining those two, you do get that unduplicated, unique reach. So maybe you're not just hitting people on demand, but I think understanding, hey, listen, does this partner have a streaming service that's attached to their linear TV offering or do they not? These are all important mm -hmm. questions to ask because ultimately they will all impact campaign performance on the back end. So having that information up front and ahead of time will help you evaluate, you know, what inventory you need on your plan to drive conversion and, you know, overall benefits against your KPIs. Sure, sure. How big of a cord cutter are they? Right, sure. exactly. So how can TV buyers use Swoop to connect with the right audiences and then on the back end leverage data uh, for better attribution and measurements? So at the end of the day, if you are a pharmaceutical manufacturer, there is one audience that is intended for your message. If you lead with that and you prioritize targeting across multiple activation points, you are hitting your audience whenever, wherever, and however they're consuming content, but you're also avoiding waste by reaching a larger audience, maybe an audience that wasn't intended for your message. And what we've seen is that the tighter your audience quality is um, from, you know, the onset, the better your results in ROI are on the back end. Sure. And can you give us some real world examples of how audi custom audiences were built using brand specific criteria and how that wound up? Yeah, absolutely. We have seen a tremendous amount of success in the household addressable space, specifically with leveraging custom segments. So, we talked a little bit about this on our last podcast, but traditionally age and uh, gender targeting was really common back before advanced advertising really came into play. 
then the world of syndicated segments came in, it came into the picture, right? You're getting off the shelf segments that are easy to access and leverage. But now by using custom segments that greatly align with what you're looking to learn from the campaign, we see anywhere from 30 and upwards percent incremental lift versus that of other data partners. And I think that really showcases and highlights the value of using a segment that is tailored to what you're trying to learn versus using something that may just be outdated. Think about patients where they are in their patient journey. They're never in the same place for too long. And you need to make sure that you're hitting someone wherever they are in their care journey. And that's where leveraging that custom data set becomes really crucial. Sure. What do you wish advertisers knew about working with you? I think the biggest thing is that we are really proud of not being a transactional data vendor. We have a fantastic sales team who really loves to provide white glove service to the agency partners and the drug manufacturers and really provide guidance on every piece of the process. We talked about this a little bit before, right? From soup to nuts, we are making sure that we are providing our clients with a thoughtful strategy, of course, around targeting, but also making sure we're understanding what they're looking to measure. And I think that's sometimes what's missed in the overall space. In order to set up the campaign for success, you need to understand the full scope of what the client is looking to learn. And I think by providing that consultative and collaborative approach, we've really seen success with our clients as far as just overall comfortability and education, especially within the TV space, which is you know, relatively new to use Swoop in the TV space, we really brought the precision of digital over to television and we're really seeing kind of the success of that. And I think a lot of it has been greatly attributed to the attention that we're giving to our clients and making sure that we are ahead of the curve as far as understanding every metric of what they're trying to get out of the campaign. And as the industry continues to evolve in its use of this advanced approach to uh, advertising on TV, I hope we can do this again, Kate. Likewise. Great. It's been fascinating. Thank you for joining me. And thank you, everybody out there, for joining us for these two vodcasts. We hope you enjoyed them, and we'll see you next time.